I feel like I'm not the only one. Please tell me I'm not the only one. But there has to be a special corner in hell carved out for Grandpa Joe from the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory films and the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory films. I just feel like he's got a little something special tucked away that Satan has saved for him. Because why did you only stand up when you saw that golden ticket? Your grandson, who be shining shoes for pennies. He got that ticket. You didn't get that ticket. Standing up, dancing around. In the first one, he did a little song and dance, which is definitely a little worse than the second one. You know, like, why, huh? And everybody's just like, oh my God, it's a miracle he can walk. Like, no, it's a miracle that y'all are finding out he's a bummy nigga. Hey guys, welcome back to Society Says. I'm your host, Sydney, and today we're going to be talking about characters from film that you would curb stomp, beat the fuck up, beat the dog shit out of, all of that good stuff. I feel like for the sake of this podcast, in order for it to not be like two hours long, I'm not including people that were just like exclusively racist or homophobic or anything like that because we would be here forever. There's so many different um, things, not only about like actual historical events that happened, but also just about like characters and teen shows now that are like, you know, just really rude. So I'm just not going to include people who are like that exclusively. Um, mostly just characters who did the main character wrong or did the hero in the story wrong. Um, characters that could have been a better friend or a better family member. Um, characters who are just kind of sorry. They're just like all around, you know, pretty shitty. Um, and that's the most exclusive I'll get with this. Of course, this list could go on and on because I definitely have more characters that I could include, but I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet um, because this is definitely going to be a recurring thing for sure. But yeah, this is going to be it so far. Hope you guys enjoy and as always, stay tuned. All right, guys, so the first character from film or television that I would curb stomp, beat the dog shit out of, slap around a little bit, beat the fuck up is grandpa joe for obvious reasons um grandpa joe i think more so the grandpa joe that was in the mm, i don't know both are kind of terrible both kind of suck can i say they're equal i guess i could say they're equal because i was gonna say the one from the first willy wonka only because charlie's mom is a single mother at this point so like not to go back to traditional gender roles or nothing but I feel like um, as the seemingly most healthy man besides Charlie, and again, he's a kid and like, I don't know how child labor was working back then. It seemed like a while ago. Um, but I feel like while Charlie was at school, I feel like the grandpa could have at least tidied up a bit more or something. I feel like he would just be able to. And also like, do they pee? And how do they pee? And like, what's going on there? Because they all share a big bed, the, the grandpas and grandmas. So that's interesting. Also, I guess another interesting note is since Charlie's mom is a single mother, I hate to be this way, but why is she taking care of the father's parents? Because that has to be the father's parents. I just I feel like that has to be the father's parents. Who are these other who's the other set of grandparents? You know, like Grandpa Joe is Charlie's mom's dad. So that's, you know, Father Joe for all intents and purposes. And then um 
Josephine, that's his wife, which is so weird, but whatever. And then you have Grandpa George and Grandpa Grandma Georgina. It's like, where are they coming from? <laughs> Who are y'all? So I don't know. Um, we could say all of the grandparents, but Grandpa Joe specifically, because he is the one that ends up jumping out of bed, doing a whole song and dance about being able to go back to the chocolate factory that he worked at. Well, that's the exhibition in the second one. In the first one, he just dances and he's like, because I've got a golden ticket, because that's the song that he does with Charlie, where he's dancing around. He's like, I feel a wiggle in my toes. I never thought that I could be ecstasy, but suddenly <laughs> it's a whole new world for me. Um, so yeah, that yeah that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way I feel like it should rub everybody the wrong way it just seems selfish it seems really selfish um that he didn't have the will or whatever up until Charlie got this opportunity and really his mom should have went with him to the chocolate factory but again we're not gonna talk about that I feel like his mom should have went with him to the chocolate factory in the first one and his dad should have went with him to the second in the second one um so having his grandfather go I don't know I just I got a real special place in my heart for grandpa joe like and that place is like the bottom of my heart i hate you get out of my face also i feel like how dare you like almost ruin a roll doll like classic like that james and the giant peach witches um the bfg love all of those books to movies and their remakes and their respective remakes but like you kind of ruined that one, both of them, both Grandpa Joe's, you know, I get it. The song and dance numbers, they were real cute. It was real cute. You did the good little two-step and the Watusi and everything. But at the same time, you left your family basically for dead, you know, and I get it. You know, he is sitting in the bed turning to dust. I understand that. But again, if you are well enough that when your grandson comes in and says he got an opportunity for his family and you kind of take that as like, oh no, we got an opportunity for our family and selfishly jump up and are like, oh, you know what? I'm actually well enough now. I don't know. Actually, I think the first Grandpa Joe, I don't like him more because the second Grandpa Joe, at least at the end of the film, he's like sweeping and he's like trying to help around the house. So there's that. Um, and before he did get into like his inevitable, I guess, old age or sickness or whatever, he was working. Because um, in the flashbacks, he's like old in those flashbacks, which... I mean, it makes sense because he's an old man during the filming, but he's old in the flashbacks, which makes us as the viewer think, okay, he was basically working up until a point where he couldn't work. And that's a hardworking man. First Grandpa Joe, I don't really know. See, it's giving lazy. It's giving uh, lazy and privileged. And, you know, my daughter's going to feed me cabbage soup and I'm going to, I'm going to complain about it. That's also another thing. Complainer, complainer. I don't like it. Yeah. So I think first Grandpa Joe, like, let's off him, like, get out of here. And then second Grandpa Joe, like I can give him like a two out of 10 only because he has a few redeeming qualities. But other than that, like it's really, I'm really feeling not much for him, not not much nothing, but still a little bit better than the first Grandpa Joe. The next character that I would have to beat up would be Killmonger. And I feel like, again, this is another controversial one because he definitely had a hard life. Um, but we had to talk about the end of the film. First of all, if you haven't seen Black Panther, um, even if you're not a Marvel fan, I just feel like it's a really good film. I think it's one of the few of the Marvel movies that is just like a really good cinematic, like 
uh, dare I say masterpiece. I feel like it is really good. It was nominated for a lot of Oscars. They were nominated and they won for costume. They won for, ooh, the one for costuming. I want to say cinematography. They were up for best film. I think they won for, no, they didn't win for screenplay. I believe um, that was the year that they didn't win for screenplay because that was the year that what's his name see i'm mad i I get mad when like i'm all ready to go for one of these podcasts and then i can't remember people's names and then i sound stupid okay spike lee there we go um but spike lee that was the year that he won for best screenplay and the film was not i can't remember Oh, Black Klansman. There we go. He won for best screenplay of Black Klansman. Um, but that was the same year that Black Panther was up. A lot of great films, a lot of good blackness. Or maybe that was the wrong Oscars and I'm thinking about the wrong thing. I just know the Green Book won and that was like terrible. Um, not the film itself, but like the message of the film was terrible. Um, and then I do remember Black Klansman was up because Spike Lee was upset about that. Um, that Not that he didn't win best film, but that like a different film and win because it just doesn't depict black people in the best light any of those like segregation era slave era films like we're over it i don't know who keeps telling white people to keep making these films or asian people a lot of um or any hispanic any other person of color or like any just non-black person why are you making these films about black tragedy i don't know um i feel like people thought that that was more of a triumphant film because it shows this like affluent black pianist but ultimately it's just not great because you show him in the best, like or the worst light possible. Um, still as just like a weak man traveling through the South um, who is like hated by many, even though you have maybe this like less educated white man um, or white Italian man who is like less educated, you know, again, less talented than him, but people would rather be around him than, you know, Marshall Ali's character because he's white so it's just it's not really the best thing ever I'm not going to keep going into that but regardless I say all this to say I say all this to say that um Black Panther is a great film um but Killmonger I think as a character um was played beautifully but I think the arc of his character could have been better um I think ultimately the storyline could have it could have popped off in a different way so I don't know but um yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan did his thing. I think Chadwick Boseman really also played up the good like cousin narrative once he did find out who he was, um, and he ultimately did try to do the right thing. Not to not to mention a, another Spike Lee movie, but he did try to do the right thing, um, and just basically again, that's why I say if you haven't seen it, I am going to put spoilers. But um, at the end of the film, Killmonger ultimately dies. Um, he gets stabbed by T'Challa because they are in like a fist fight you know basically because Killmonger tried to take over um all of Wakanda and be the king even though T'Challa is supposed to be the king um so T'Challa's like no this is my family this is my home like you're not gonna take this away from me even though you are my cousin like I'm not doing this and I'm sorry that you did go through what you went through in childhood um my father killed your father blah 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 and I don't want to have to kill you but I will to protect my people um and you are my people too it was kind of confusing it wasn't confusing but it was also like dang because I understand probably the battle that T'Challa was having because it's very internal battle. It's like, do I save this family, this distant family that, you know, I didn't know about, or do I save 
this family that I've known my whole life. And so ultimately he does choose Wakanda. He stabs his cousin and he takes him to see the sunset in Wakanda. Um, and T'Challa's like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to die like this. We we can build a life to, or he's like, you don't have to die or whatever. And he was like, um, Killmonger was like, so you want me to, so I can live and change like my people? Um, no, just when, when I die, just bury me in the ocean so I can be back with my ancestors or something. Very much plays up the whole um, black tragedy thing very well. Um, he brings it up. Yeah, I was going to say subtly, but he does not. He brings it up kind of heavily throughout the whole entire film. Um, even though I feel like it, it makes T'Challa seem evil. And I think that's why Killmonger is not one of my favorite characters. Um, not even just like one of my favorite villains. I feel like he's probably pretty low on the villain totem pole as well. Um, again, just because I feel like he could have had like that whole playful thing that Thor and Loki have with each other. Um, T'Challa simply just was unaware. And I feel like um, Killmonger, I feel like Eric, he used that against T'Challa. Um, he used his own anger to fuel, you know, everything that he had against T'Challa. And again, I just don't think that was fair because he had no recollection. He, nobody ever told him. He didn't know that his dad killed his uncle. Um, and his other uncle was present or whatever like he he how was he to know that um so yeah his dad never told him so he's living in in royalty bliss basically and he does end up changing his ways because of eric because of the things that he says you know t'challa is also like i hate to say he grew up kind of sheltered but i feel like his backstory is kind of sheltered so when you grow up in a sheltered way you don't want to disobey what your parents or whatever adults that are around you have told you basically your whole life. And so Eric kind of used that, uses that against him. They're like, he doesn't even know about the world. He doesn't even know what's going on with our people, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't want to help our people. And it's like this whole, our people, our people thing, but T'Challa's people are here and he is fighting for them. Um, I just, I guess not like everybody around the world again, because of the ignorance, but also because of the, um, the things that he's been told in childhood about protecting this one part of your family instead of the rest of the world and seeing the rest of the world as your family, um, as black people. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of sad, but I definitely have to say that Killmonger is probably one of my, like, I just want to slap him more so than like beat him up. Cause first of all, I don't think I could beat him up. <laughs> let's just, let's just get into that. I don't think I would hold a candle to him, whether I had like a suit a black panther suit or if it was hand to hand or if i had all the vibranium in the world i i would still die it would be me it would be me pulling the dagger out telling him to bury me in the ocean so um side note i would love to be buried in the ocean when he said that in the film i was like interesting that's an interesting thought because a lot of our ancestors did jump from the ships um killing themselves because they knew that death was better than bondage and that's what he says and i love that quote death is better than bondage Cause it's kind of true. Like I wouldn't want to be locked up or enslaved. I feel like, you know, I mean, slavery is obviously a very touchy subject, but I feel like, you know, it takes a certain courage to be in bondage, but I think it also takes a certain courage to face death. So both are pretty, again, black people are strong. Black people are strong as hell. Um, and I think both sentiments are, um, at like, they're they're admirable um and they're also both understandable but regardless of all of this um still would definitely slap him um in a cousinly way i'd be like hey cousin you good on my nerves haha and like please don't hit me because i'm a woman you know so definitely killmonger um one of my next ones is any one of the saw victims i feel like i agree with jigsaw on this one and i definitely have a uh saw uh podcast coming out so please listen to that when it comes out but I feel like any one of the Saw characters could 
victims, I mean, could catch these hands. Now, surprisingly, I hate to be I hate to be a little anti-black in this uh, in this scenario, but none of the police. I'm actually here for the police. They actually, um, I actually have to say, blue lives matter on this one. Ah, that felt weird coming out of my mouth. But I honestly do not hate any of the police officers, um, or any of the lieutenants or deputies or detectives in this film franchise. Even Mark Hoffman, even Eric Strom, like all Eric Strom, is his name Eric? It's some Strom. But anyways, even Strom, I don't hate any of these people. I just feel like they're kind of dumb. And I feel like a lot of times when they write in any police characters in a horror franchise, they write them in as kind of dumb because it's like the killer outsmarting the whole entire Iowa police department. Like, I'm so smart. Also, side note, what state does Saw take place in? Cause like, as long as it's somewhere in the Midwest, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like I can still be selfish and like John Kramer won't come for me. I feel like it's in Chicago. I don't know. I don't know where they're supposed to take place. I'm gonna find that out some at some point in time. But regardless, um, any of those victims, I feel like because I have to agree with John Kramer, they did some selfish stuff. Like there's literally one trap that has five people that were, um, they all had a hand in our sin. Like ki- they killed eight people. Like that's not cool like you shouldn't you shouldn't be getting away with stuff like that um he literally traps some nazis at one point in time and and it's like four nazis and he's like you and your friends have been racially motivated and blah 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 i was like okay john kramer getting a little getting a little liberal getting a little okay a little socialist uh aspect and view and point of life um he also has one where he traps um people that are all in this like health insurance scheme or fraud i'm like okay so um not far-fetched to say that john is um that he voted for obama i don't you know i don't know it was it was 2008 so i don't know but it's not far-fetched to say that he was a part of obamacare but also obamacare probably didn't take care of him well because again john had cancer um and he still became a serial killer so a lot of think about it, a lot of political points but um all those victims i just feel like they all had something selfish even the ones that lived i'm like do you even deserve to live i'm not like a catalyst of death i don't condone violence on a normal basis however when we are speaking about horror films especially probably one of the best killers out there john kramer i mean eh, you deserve to live i don't know um so definitely any one of those like just literally any of them uh any of them uh adam dr lawrence gordon freaking um what's the girl named dina from the last film I, I don't know like any one of those people probably deserves to meet that grisly end that they did um because they did bad things in their life now on the flip side of this of course forgiveness and love and peace and whatever but on the flip flip side of this they deserved it they showed it they showed it and if you yeah they just deserved it i, I was gonna say and if you could get away from a jigsaw trap then I guess you kind of deserve your new life but at the same time they're all like super bitter when they come out of it um I just feel like they don't appreciate their lives the way they're supposed to I mean I guess they're not supposed to thank him for kidnapping them and ultimately making them make flesh sacrifices in order to live however I feel like oh wait I said that a little too fast however there we go (laughs) um however I feel like if you did get out of it, you should be a little bit more appreciative and and be nice. But a lot of them, especially when you see the self-help group in the last film, a lot of them are just really, really rude, kind of arrogant. 
and still kind of, I mean, they're not in the same jobs probably, like a lot of them aren't committing fraud and things like that, but ultimately they're still pretty much terrible people. So did you learn your lesson? I don't know. Um, and then my last one for this list is Tibby from the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants franchise. Now, I guess we could argue that just about any one of the, the sisters from the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants um, franchise could inevitably get these catch these hands but I think it's Tibby more than anybody because I feel like with her character um she has a lot going for her once she does start to grow up um and in this I'm including the first and second film because like I said I just feel like she does have a lot going for her in the first film um she meets a young girl named Bailey who is ultimately, I believe she's dying of cancer. Um, she befriends her while she has, um, Tibby has a summer job and all her friends are off kind of doing, having like nicer vacations throughout their summer, their high school summer. But Tibby's kind of stuck in her hometown working at this grocery store um, and making her short film for the summer or whatever. Um, one, Tibby like has access to high quality artistic equipment, which is like, more than I can say for other like starving artists so yeah she's very lucky that like her parents do kind of fund her artistic lifestyle and then in the second film she's going to this like really nice art school in um what is it in New York I don't know if it's a dorm or it's an apartment but her dorm or apartment is very nice um I think it's a dorm because they have no kitchen or anything in there. They don't show you a kitchen or anything. So I think it is a dorm, but either way, it's still very nice. Um, and then she has a boyfriend that she meets in the first film, Brian, who is like obsessed with her. He's in love with her. Like any man that is like obsessed with you, like Shrek level obsessed with you, like he deserves a special place in your heart and you got to kind of open yourself up more and, and be a little bit more open with that. So I feel like she's like not understanding with that. She's definitely not understanding with, I think most of all is um, Lena. I don't think she really gets her because Tibby is more cutting edge, pushing the envelope. And Lena is pretty conservative in everything that she does just as a personal choice. Not like her parents are making her wear things that cover up her body and things like that um but she just has like different views on life um and the good part about this I guess is that because all of them are different Lena Carmen Bridget and Tibby because all of the four of them are very different um they do each push the other person or the other people to do other things that they might not normally do in life but the bad part about this and this is mostly Tibby um is that she butts in a little too much like it's it's like okay I'm telling you my business because I just wanted to voice it not because I want to be judged and it does feel like she judges them more than she does ultimately help them I feel like she's the weakest friend out of the friend group um even though both films make it seem like it's Carmen like they they play Carmen they play her up to be this like loser character and basically can't do anything without the other girls but Carmen's a loyal person she's very smart um and she's very driven and I feel like you know out of the rest of them I feel like it's like Carmen and Bridget are top tier and then I mean Bridget's almost perfect except for her mom passing and her dad kind of hiding secrets from her but that's like other than that you know Bridget's basically perfect um Carmen is basically perfect too except again her parents got a divorce um her dad's in another state but he doesn't really love her and it's a whole complicated thing there kind of like a fake love with her dad and then you know Lena like her parent or her grandparents are Greece or Greeks um she gets to go to Greece like every other summer she has men like falling at her um she's also an exceptional artist like I just feel like she's like cool but she just also lets things go and the reason that she's not Tibby level is because again Tibby just she hits you with a judgmental aspect of a friendship that just doesn't need to be met a whole bunch um 
kind of controversial in the way that she is like too much of a um progressive person she just kind of does it in a way that puts you off of something um it's like if somebody keeps telling you like try chicken nuggets try chicken nuggets you'd be like i actually hate chicken nuggets now because you keep talking about chicken nuggets so that's kind of tibby as well um and she does have a gift she does have a gift in film and in production and she does have a way of kind of bringing people together but again ultimately if she can't get over her own like self-hate and you know all of that like just again, self-hate that she has for herself, then she's never really going to be able to fully grow into this like beautiful young woman that she's supposed to be. And the funny thing about this too, is that I feel like the movies and the films know it too, because in the second one, they left off with Tibby kind of taking Brian back, but like ultimately not really showing too much growth. Um, and I get it. She does go a few, go through a few different things in the second film. Um, and I respect her for that as a woman, but the same time in the same breath, I don't really know. And I don't really care. And I, she just gets on my nerves. Um, they are supposed to have a fourth film or a third film that's supposed to be coming out. Um, because I think there were more movie, uh, books. I didn't read all of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants books, so I'm not sure. Um, it's kind of like Chronicles of Narnia. I only read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. So like to find out that they had all these other books, it was astounding to me. So yeah, I don't know about like that whole film genre. But if they do bring the original women back from the original um, series, or even if they don't, I just hope that Tibby's character has a little bit more growth. Maybe I should pick those books up. Maybe because maybe she does. Maybe the author did give her a bit more growth in her character but as of right now she gets a curb stop thank you so much for tuning in this episode of society says again this was an episode where i talked about characters that i would beat the dog shit out of basically um this is of course my own personal opinion what are some characters that you would beat up give me some characters for you i actually only ended up doing characters from film um so i may do another one about characters from television it's a little bit harder with television because film it kind of stops after a certain point um a lot of tv shows keep going and they keep going but i can definitely think of some like right now rachel berry uh pepper chapman to name a couple <laughs> so there are definitely some characters from television that i i could go on about um and again i also understand that these are all human characters they do have a bit of growth but at the same time i feel like they are more setting other people back in their own growth than actually doing better as a whole entire person they have their po they have their points they have their moments but for the most part i feel like their characters are just terrible you want to punch them freaking molly from insecure there's just there's just so much going against them and also these are usually the characters who have the most going for them like piper literally and this is a real life woman dude this is like a real life story she literally turned herself in because she was involved with this woman who was ultimately doing like international drug smuggling like you didn't really have to get involved with that you know um rachel berry is just like a, a over talented self-absorbed bitch like you didn't really have to be that way um who else did I say Molly Molly like you come from a two-parent household um with brothers that love you a family that loves you you have this like amazing career as a lawyer um and you just keep throwing men away like I, I don't know what I don't know if I'm supposed to be rooting for you or like slap you around a little bit and that's basically where these lists came from is just like people that if I was in real life contact with like how would I feel about them you know every you know surviving every day of course on the flip side of this I think I definitely should also maybe consider and flirt with the idea of doing episode with my favorites um that's also hard because 
I've watched a lot of shows. I've watched a lot of movies, so it's kind of hard. But I think what I'll just ultimately do is pull some from my favorites and kind of give you my opinion of them. Mm-hmm.